Hello and welcome to another episode of Berting Paul. I am joined as always by the marvellous Martin Henry. Evening. Who's How his you doing? Dog, he's got his dog with him as well. Uh, we've got uh, the dangerous Dan Devaney. What a hoops. <laughs> and uh, the, the cautious chunks who <laughs> he's back. Three, 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 three podcasts are Roman. Martin. Well done. Doing well. Evening out. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, we start again through four points ahead in the league, and um, yeah, great weekend. Uh, an Indian summer has arrived in Ireland, I think in Scotland, and down in Brighton, where you love Martin. So fantastic! And uh, who wants to take it away, Dan? You go, you go, you take it away. What happened at the weekend, Dan? I don't know, I've got a permanent smile on my face. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Since Sunday afternoon, um, I no, listen, brilliant result, one no, um. I wasn't expecting it. I think a lot of Celtic fans weren't expecting it. As like people says, take a draw and run, you know. Um, well, once we get our team back together and stuff. But no, we, we played all right, you know. Like the first five minutes, first couple of minutes were a wee bit wobbly. They obviously got the goal, um, the mile offside. Um, and then I thought we, stuck, we passed really well. We made them move a hell of a lot. Um, we had the possession. McGregor was running the show, you know, that first half. Passing, O'Reilly was in it. Uh, Lager Beekle, Lager Belka, sorry, and um, Scales. I was, ah, I could just, they just, you could tell they weren't 100 comfortable. You know what I mean? Um, Taylor as well. Um, a few straight passes up the line, but like nothing overly alarming. You know, we get caught out a couple of times that ball over the top too easily. I think we got away with it a few times. Hart obviously helped us. Um, but no, like. Really good goal, obviously, from Kyogo. Fantastic finish. Uh, that really put them in the back foot. Put us, obviously, uh, gave us a huge high. And then the second half, um, I thought we were really good. We had a good few chances. Um, I watched the game back again, and actually, Rangers had actually a good few chances. I thought we were quite comfortable in the second half, but when you look, watch it back a second time, the full 90 minutes, it's a different story when you watch it a second time. You know, you know, it's head up. You know, it's on the edge of your seat. You know, you see it in a different perspective. It's unbelievable. But, um, yeah, they had some chances the second half when you look at it, but so did we. So I thought the second half was, they definitely had more possession. They definitely had more chances. Um, not too many more, though. But I thought overall we did well. We defended well. We passed well when we had to. Uh, sorry, we defended well when we had to and we passed the ball really well in a lot of instances. But a lot of mistakes. The defence were a bit ropey. Um, I know Lager Belka's passes, pass completion rate was very high, but um, a lot of them did go straight as well but listen as I say I'm delighted we are we've won we've come away with Ibrooks for a victory they didn't score and as I say it was unexpected which makes it even more sweeter I think so happy days all round a great weekend we're also joined as well by Mikey Dahl Mikey how you getting on you alright? Hi good say. thank you sorry I'm a wee bit late uh, you're, I mean from my point of view just just quickly before I go to uh, Martin Henry and though is it was really good fun. It was a really good fun game, wasn't it? It was a really good it may not have been perfect in terms of strategy, but it was a real good battle and the Celtic players I thought our midfield played well, maybe not Turnbull, but I, th- I thought Riley's becoming a becoming a real advocate of Celtic, you understand? And uh my my Ada played really played his part and I was really proud of him at the weekend. Really proud of him. What do you think, Kendall? 
I mean, I think the the result was a very, very sweet result when you look at the injury problems that we had going into the match and, you know, ultimately were well below full strength. If you think the defenders that were missing, uh, you know, Alistair Johnson managed another 60 minutes. He's not had a pre-season, um, so you're trying to kind of bring him back in gently. So for like a third of the match, you had Ralston and Burnaby as your fullbacks. Uh, you had your fifth and sixth choice centre-backs playing. You didn't have Rio Hotate playing, who was probably, you know, him and Kyogo were, were our top two players last season. Um, so you kind of go into it thinking we're under strength. If we can get a draw, I'll take that. And, you know, probably no one was being uh, greedy thinking we should go there and, and win. So I think that made it uh, sweet because it almost felt like you were getting a, a result through through adverse circumstances. I think the way the game unfolded made it really, really sweet as well because a disallowed goal in the opening minute, you're thinking, oh no, here we go. And then uh, another disallowed goal uh, midway through the half, which certainly when I was watching it in real time, I just thought, uh, he's just he's just dwelled on the ball too long. Uh, it wasn't until I watched it back that I thought it's soft, but in today's game that is a foul. Um, you know that's just that's just the way it, the way it is. Whether it's soft or not, almost doesn't matter now. It's like if there's any contact and he wasn't touching the ball. Um, so I think the fact that those two things had happened and then uh, Kyogo just scores an unbelievable strike, which almost felt like it came from nowhere. Uh, yeah, just kind of took you to one of those euphoric, euphoric points that you sometimes get to when you're when you're following Celtic, and that was it at the end of the first half. And I'll go back to the. To, to, that's another thing that made me proud is we Fergus was in the crowd because he was at the Celtic theatre place. So Fergus, we Fergus was there sitting, and he must have loved it sitting there. I mean, there were like five Celtic fans, and one of them was Fergus McCannu, who's a, who's, a, who's, a, who's a saint. I love that fact. But going back to that, the goal that wasn't what the what the goal that uh, heart and hand yesterday said uh, they said that Rangers fans are complicit because they don't really complain about things like this. They they they're the bigger supporters. They let things like this go, but they don't really complain. They maybe should start complaining a bit more about decisions going against them. I thought I was like, wow, like that is that really is like. In a different universe than they actually are, but certainly statement FC. No, that was, that's what they said. Like it was all three of them agreed. They're like, yeah, yeah, we should become more vocal and uh, and a brown like two two brown things that came up in the, in the feeds was the, the one of them uh, Martin uh, chunks was the I went into Mass and it was one now Rangers and I came back out of Mass and it was one now Celtics. A brown line and the fact that they're blaming the Pope. Or coming eighty-two for the Rangers and the Celtic fan. It's just it's such it's really really good stuff. But yeah, man, Lagerbell was just a young guy. I mean, you've got to give him. He's what? He's maybe still he's still Starfield. He's still probably on his his suitcases, you know, and he's getting into that type of environment. Uh, Martin, what did you take away before Kyogo scored? Were you were you happy? The, the, the yeah, I mean, I, I was really nervous going into the match. I think we sort of discussed this last week. Um, but then when you 
yeah, same as Hendel said, you know, when you look at the starting eleven on paper, you think, oh, well, nine of the sort of eleven played, maybe thrown turn, but most of them played last season, so you never know. But then Johnston's sort of half a Johnston at the moment, even that. Um, and you're throwing the two new sort of centre-halves together as well. Um, and I, I did think Lagerbiel just looked really sort of shaky on the ball. I don't think he had a particularly great game, but, you know, I'm very much one for not writing off centre-halves until they've played 10, 15 matches. So he survived it and he got a clean sheet. So good on him. Um, but yeah, I thought, I mean, I watched the um, sports scene on Sunday night and I actually thought Charlie McGrew done quite a good analysis of the game, but he... He talked about how much room McGregor had, and I think when you look at St Johnston and Kilmarnock, <laughs> they've done well against us this season. They just marked McGregor out of the game, and Mulgrew sort of pinpoints at one point, and like the whole TV screen, McGregor's got the ball, and there's he just gets so much space, and he plays this absolute phenomenal pass, one that Charlie Mulgrew could only dream of, um, and cuts the defence too. And you just think, you know, so once he, once McGregor hits his stride, Celtic just sort of step it up and. I thought it was a lovely goal from Kyogo, made even sweeter with the fact that it was um, an added time from the VAR decision, <laughs> which was uh, lovely to see. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, the second half it was sort of wave after wave of attack from Rangers, but I think if we can get a bit more clinical on the counter, um, you know, Maeda learns to use his left foot, <laughs> Bernabe plays a pass in front of O instead of playing it behind him. You know, I, I you know, we definitely hope for another day, and especially in Europe, uh, we take a chance like that. Um, but yeah, you know, just it was a really, really good game, and and I think on the on the two centre halves, McGregor, I listened to his interview after the match, and even he's seen, you know, an absolute season pro. How weird that is playing. He said something along the lines of, "You play football to entertain and play in front of your support, and it's so weird not having them there." Um, so, you know, for two relatively inexperienced centre-halves, it must, if you get your captain saying it's a strange atmosphere to play in, um, you know, for them to go into that and, they, you know, they handled themselves well and ultimately get a clean sheet, that's their job, then good on them. Um, I don't, I, I, you know, we might never actually see that back four again this season um, and it's mad to think that we've had to deploy it at Ibrox, but 1-0 Rangers away, yeah, I've been smiling ever since. It's been... Um, it's been good and it? it was definitely nice to see Fergus at the game alongside Jurgen Klinsmann who's now been at more Celtic matches than I have in the past year which is disappointing but there you go big Jurgen well, in the well. so Mikey, uh, Mikey Dahl just talk me through the Kyogo goal then because I've got, I've got a, a take on the Kyogo goal but just talk me through it in your sort of world where you just like everybody I'm listening to said they thought it was offside but are you speak look confession time I was bit demented on Sunday so I decided to walk out it's nice, it's nice, it's nice weather down here so I was kind of listening to it on the radio yeah. getting a wee bit of vitamin D and then watching all the you know and then I had it in my phone as well and when I heard there was a goal so I don't know right call me whatever big big boost or whatever but I was not looking forward to this game on Sunday right I'm listening to obviously Radio Scotland with Neil McCann and Pat Borer and it's just it's it's complete murder because they they can't shut up. So I actually quite like the commentator on Radio Scotland, and he'd be like, "Oh, here's a chance for Celtic," and then Pat Bonner be like, "Oh," in the background, and you know that Celtic will like I've kept you know what I mean. You're waiting to hear what the commentator says, and then Pat Bonner's like, oh, "No," and ruins it for you. So anyway, the point is when Kyogo scores that goal, and I'm listening to it in the radio, 
Pat Bonner says exactly that. It's offside. So I'm just like, oh, oh you, you know what I mean? Aye, but Pat Bonner's like, oh, he must be offside. And, uh, but anyway, obviously then I go to my phone and I look at the goal and I just, like, for me, that is, like, that is Larson-esque. I'm so I don't know if that if that's heresy to say that, but I mean I'm looking back in the game like Kyogo's actually get two easier chances before that, and he's decided here's here is his most difficult chance, and he just takes the ball so early. I can't actually remember other than Tanadice last year. I can't actually remember him. Did they maybe score a goal against Ferenc Varos at home from just outside the box? Remember when Jota played him in, Hendo, you were at that game, it like kicked off at about three in the afternoon. And he's kinda he's went through and he's he's scored a, a great finish like that from just outside the box. But for me he's a bit of a collector's item that um that he scored that goal. But the technique, the power he generates, and it's just all like, I don't know, I mean, all my all Matt O'Reilly does and I, is just like head it into an area, doesn't he? He's just like, you know, it's almost instinctive. They've obviously been working on that. Like, we're going to, Kyogo's going to play on the shoulder on on Sunday. Rangers, unlike Kilmarnock and St. Johnson, are going to have to come out and attack us. So if we get a chance, any kind of time or space, just get that ball forward because Kyogo's playing on the shoulder and it was just devastating. It was an amazing finish and the one signing I think Rangers have made, you know, the, wrong, the one signing that Rangers have made who appears to be a very good signing is that goalkeeper. He's he's impressed me whenever I've watched him, and he had absolutely no chance on that on on that strike. So, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm going a bit over the top, but I I just think that was there's one of those that's one of those goals like maybe. I'll remember if we're talking about Ibrox, like yeah, I'm thinking it's up there with that Andy Tom strike in that three each draw that time. Um it's up there what I mean like one of those Rogic goals that he scored is just an absolute perler. So for me that's got that's my goal of the season already. That's gonna be hard to beat just because <laughs> Here's, here's yeah, it was a it, it was a one one bit of genuine class in that game against. I, I didn't think, you know, again, I was let's say I wasn't watching it intently, but there weren't many other kind of acts of quality in that game, and that just stood out like a sore thumb. So I was I was watching, I was watching MNA last night. I was watching this guy called the Dragon, right? And he's this Brazilian, but he does karate and stuff like that. And he, he's his whole thing is he's just it's just a knockout shot, a knockout kick, knockout punch. He's just so sweet and he's so clean. And I was thinking about it now. What what we witnessed on Sunday and which why it was so good was we've we've went through a sort of journey of Rogers coming, them going away to German training camp, them getting that. They're signings in early, them spending money and giving it big yeehaw, we're the best team in the world. And we've we've listened to all this stuff. Everything's stacked against us. We don't have a defence. Get scales and a, a brand new Swedish guy scales is not even supposed to be there. And uh what really annoyed me actually the, the, the build up was this linking between Rogers and Beale, like one of the Rangers um YouTube channels that kept coming up in my thing, it was like the two managers were under pressure. I 
understand, but I don't like them linking us together. Like, no, no, Rogers is a successful manager. Bill is a two-minute manager, you know what I mean? So all this linking and Neil McCann coming on saying, oh, Rogers won under pressure. And then the PSV game. You might need to go listen to some of your earlier podcasts this season, Paul. No, no. I, <laughs> no, no, but I'm talking no, talk about it. No, so we're talking about You're the one applying the pressure. Yeah, but the pre- the pressure's to do with the, the pressure's different between Rogers and Beale. Beale, Beale. Beale has never won a big game in his life. Beale's a chancer. Rogers, for all his Rogers, like when you listen to last week's podcast, I said that Rogers will beat Beale easily, you know what I mean? But the point would be then that, that what happened at the weekend was that we had all these fans, no fans, everything was against us. And just in that split second, Kyogo just takes it out, just takes the game away from them. And like that, the MA fighter just punching somebody, or a judo player throwing somebody quick. You can have all the attributes, all these players can play away, and all these journeymen can play away at the game. But when it turns out, when the game actually needs to be won, there's one man that wins the game, and that's it. Game over. And you, you hear the wind getting blown at the sails of a Rangers fan. We blew them away. Kyogo just punched them. That was that bang, and they, they couldn't recover from it. And Mikey Dow's right, that one minute, one minute of quality, seconds of quality means it, and that's the difference between Rangers and Celtic. Rangers cannot get the money, they can't get the coaching team, they can't get the staff, and because build on the transfers themselves, they can't get to a level that we can get to. And then that's just it's so valuable for Celtic. And I was it was so good. And once that goal went in, the whole thing changed. The whole game changed, everything changed. What it also meant, and I think my credit's due, see if Rogers change at half time to just go, right, we're one nil up, let's just protect the two at the back. And I thought they'd done you know, you could see I felt he subtly changed it at half time to just go, right, let's protect these two. And it, we did camp in. I think Rangers had like, what was it, twelve or fourteen shots or something in the second half, but you did then get the feeling that they're gonna be here all day and they're never gonna score, which is always nice. Um but yeah, I thought Rogers changed the second half, got his tactics absolutely spot on. Um, so, you know, credit to Rogers there. And Beal didn't really seem to know what to do. Um, he didn't really seem to, you know, and it, it's lovely hearing the whole 50,000 of them booing a substitution when Roof went off. I mean, I was trying to think, I don't think I've heard that before. It was unbelievable. Um, mm. Whereas, you know, I'd, apart from maybe Burnaby coming on, I'm not a huge fan of that, but I'm presuming Taylor must have taken a knock or something. And, um, you know, Rogers to me, got it spot on on Sunday. The thing is, Hendo, with uh, Rogers was even those little cute things like Bill made his substitutions first and then Rogers made his subs, you know, that way, even just like, you show me your cards, I'll show you, you know what I mean? Everything. Do you think? Do you think in his wildest dreams, though, Brendan Rodgers thought that Michael Beale was going to give Cal McGregor the freedom of Ibrox oh, Park? I knew. I mean, that's was, you know, as much as I'm, tactic, I'm, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, as much as I'm, I want to, as much as I'm taking the positive that this that felt like a real stride forward and a reminder that Rodgers is a good in-game kind of coach and tactician and stuff like that, but. Just a big bit of me is just I can't help but focus on how rubbish Michael Beale is and what I mean the strangest tactics. You know, two weeks in a row, basically Scottish teams have nullified us by putting two men on Carl McGregor. He decides to just let him run the thing. Very, very, 
bizarre. Is it, do you think he? Because I think that was Ryan Jack, Paul, who's a avid Rangers follower. I think that was Ryan Jack's first start of the season. So when I saw his name there, I thought, right, he's there to just go and boot McGregor and chase him about. So it's either Beals asked him to do that, and Ryan Jack is still living off Ryan Jack four years ago, and he's mm. rotten. Or Beal just decided, let's, let's give McGregor the keys to him and see what he can do. Um, so I, I, I don't know, Mikey, you, you never know. It was, yeah, it was good that, that is true. But no, it is. It was all good to watch. But let's say, I, I, I've kind of seen some like blogs and podcasts like, oh, Brendan Rodgers is back and all of that. Mm. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to piss on people's chips or whatever, but I'm just a bit like, <laughs> I just want to just hold on here. Like, I want to. You know, I think there's some important caveats there in terms of how bad Rangers were, but I, but I know I'd be totally negative because I do think it was a real straightforward in terms of us looking like a coherent team that had listened to him and had a very disciplined plan. So that that was all. That's a positive. Do you know what I mean? Hendo, did you hear Hendo when Roger said I just asked him to be men today? I just asked. Yeah, what uh, uh, oh, was I said that. last week? Scales had to defend with honour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did. He did. He did. He just was. I love Liam Scales. Like, I love Liam Scales. Love him. <laughs> He's Irish interviews. He's just like, just standing there with my head on him. Wow. Just did it, did he? Did it exactly what he had to do? Defended with honour. No, I, I had think the, it was. Born uh, Rose had a good few times. Yeah. Yeah. Did I? Did I? Did I? Yeah, I think. Uh, Liam Scales or John Scales? Yeah, I think. Uh, I think. 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 I
you know, to get it right. And, uh, you know, they're not. Um, so, you know, hopefully I, in another I, I, four or five games, we are, we're a bit more of a well-oiled machine, but uh, there's still loads of work to do, I think. See, in a, a strange way, Hendel, actually, I think they have got it together. But the fact is, they're not very good. Like, they were doing me passes in front of us and skills and kicked in and stuff. And you've seen little glimmers like Camel with the shots. They, they were producing little bits and bobs here and there. But they're just not very good players. I mean, like, Dessers isn't... Lammers, you watch Lammers against PSV, like Lammers used to play against PSV, and you're watching the PSV players play, 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 and then Lammers comes on and does, does this big swipey, swipey. And you're like, well, he, there's a reason why he's not playing for PSV, because they've kicked him out of the league, because he's not technically good enough to play in that league. And you've seen it when they, they finally got to heart. They just didn't have enough composure, calmness, and that's what you get when you buy out the bargain, but the bargain discount. So I think Rangers actually played well. It's just the fact is that they're just not. I mean, PSV hammered them Thursday night. Like they done well just to turn up. Like PSV wiped them up and down the place. Like it was embarrassing. And I don't like. I mean, Dan was laughing at me because I was saying I don't like. I don't like Scottish teams being embarrassed. Although I do like it, but I don't. It, there was nothing there. It was nothing there. So I think Rangers actually played quite well for what they are. But I know that's a bit strange, but what do you think, Dan? And they, gave uh, a good, they gave a good shot, didn't they? They tried their best. They're just not good. I maybe tried their best. No, I don't think they played great. Like We weren't fantastic either, as I say. Like McGregor and that pass in the centre of midfield was great in the first half. Um, because, as you were saying, they gave the keys to Ibrooks. Um, we weren't fantastic either, but we say that bit of quality at the end of the first half is the difference, you know. Uh, um, they had more chances in the second half. We had plenty of chances, nobody took them, but I don't think there was a there wasn't a huge gap there, but we had just I, had the better quality. I can't, I know we've kind of touched on this, but I, the the disallowed goal for them, you know, the the one that Roof scored. Like, firstly. Like, I, I do actually have a, I think they've got a bit of a case there not like okay Chums like you say it was a technically okay you could, I can understand how it can be a foul but I also saw that Dermot Gallagher on Sky saying that he didn't think it was a foul or he didn't think it was a clear and obvious error that should have been re-refereed and I do think that would have I still you know what the way we played and, and looking at it I still think we would have probably come back and scored and got a draw actually but I, again, I do think we got away with one a little bit there, personally. And also, when I looked at it again in the highlights, I think Joe Hart could have done better with the actual shot that um, Roof hits. I don't know if anyone's kind of like between his hands. Disappointed, did it? I it was like between his hands at a decent height. So anyway, uh, it's like I, he's I really dived am, too early, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe I'm really splitting hairs here, or whatever. But you know, I, like. Oh, all of that. I just I don't yeah, know. Wrap I, this I, point I, up. <laughs> Joe Hart played well on Sunday. I thought. No, I know he did, but I just you know I I still think we did kind of get away with one on that. But I'm happy to just totally forget about I mean, it and move on. Like this. Call us. Did you see that? It's the first time it's ever happened. I was going to say, Paul. Do you not see that Bobby Madden defended this as well, and he actually put on his Instagram screen by screen of how 
you know, the referee got it right. So if Bobby Madden saying the decision was fine, then that's yeah, good but, for me. But Dermot Gallagher, who I would say is, you know, I don't think he's a Rangers man, put it that way. So but he's got his Irish. Me, yeah, I know, he's but Irish still gave me cause. English accent, Mikey. I don't know about Dermot Gallagher. Move on. So, <laughs> so Darren, so Darren, we get to, we finish with the game then, so we're, we're giving pass marks to all the Celtic players and, it was just great. No, Turnbull, no. No, Turnbull, no, really. Aida was okay, you know. Um, he had his, had his moments up against Tavernier. Abada, Abada, just for his vamos. Didn't he see the ball too much, I don't think, Abada? Just, just he said vamos. I don't care what he did. He just said vamos. <laughs> that was just so good. O'Reilly, O'Reilly is, is getting it now, isn't he? Ah, O'Reilly was good. McGregor was brilliant. Um... The wee man Kyogo played well. Everybody was raving at the end, saying that you said there, Martin, um, Joe Hart, like man of the match. I, I couldn't see it. I'll be honest. I mean, I watched it back. He did come out and do some stuff, stuffed up a few things. As Roy Keane said before, that's the goalkeeper's he was every day. <laughs> yeah, he was secure, which I think in games to date this season he hasn't felt very secure. Mm. Whereas, did kind of feel uh, a bit more secure with him in the goals. Um, played, played the sweeper but, role good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it, it, I think he's got good. Uh, he's obviously a good, experienced player, and I think in a game like that, even just having that kind of leadership between mm. behind the two inexperienced guys, yeah, uh, would have been quite valuable as well um, as the non-saves that he didn't have to make. We made yeah. a lot of mistakes ourselves at the back and put ourselves under a bit of pressure in the second half. You know, sometimes you're just like get out of the park, hold the ball, we're, we're making a lot of bad decisions. But we get away with it again because Rangers are that bad. Um, well, I, say, I don't think we were fantastic, but we were better than them. No, they definitely lacked quality in that yeah. uh, kind of final area. Well, not even the final area of the pitch. In the middle of the pitch, they don't have anyone as good as McGregor, Atati, O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, you know, Raskin's not appeared and Jack's a hammer thrower. Yeah, so, you know, if you think about the players that have left their team last window and even the, you know, the 12 months before, like Glenn Kamara, you know, two years ago was a good player for them. Uh, He's away. They sold Cholak, uh, who must have been one of their top goal scorers last season. He's away. Sakala, who for all... He couldn't finish against us. He typically did have quite good games against us. Um, You know, Kent, uh, not so much last season, but in previous seasons, was a good player for them. He's away, Morelos, you know, and it just doesn't feel like they've replaced them with like for like. But, I don't know, it's it's early. It'd be be foolhardy to, to write a team off with 34 games to go. But I kind of feel like, We've got good room for improvement, whereas um, they they don't have the kind of injury issues that we are facing at the moment. That they should, you know, they're dealing with our best eleven. It's just the manager can't pick the right eleven and can't get them playing the right way together. Whereas we've got a bit more, a bit more of scope to to improve. But it's not a coincidence that our two better performances have been at Rangers at the weekend and then Aberdeen. Um, because there's more, we're getting more grass to play on, uh, and the, some of the players can be a bit more effective. 
I still don't know how confident I'll be, you know, the next handful of games after the break, uh, at the kind of slower pace of trying to break the, the teams down. But we'll just need to we'll need to wait and see. I think if it comes to it, we can beat Rangers. But I'm almost that way. Are we going to drop stupid points uh, in between times? Um, so that, that's kind of the the only thing that I'm still at the back of my mind is it's a good result, but actually. There's so much improvement needs to be done based on the the games we saw before that. Probably we we're going to need a we're going to need a Jack Hamakis type option up front. You know, hopefully it is Cho or O. But you know, we're going to need something different. I think when when teams sit like sit deep against us because Kyogo is devastating when he's playing on the shoulder, but when there's no space in behind, arguably he's. I say an empty jersey, but it's it's difficult, isn't it? Like it's, it doesn't really work, to be honest, or it hasn't worked. Roger said something strange. He said that you're not really. Somebody said to him, "You've been tinkering up front." He's like, "No, I've actually left it alone." Yeah. So what did it, mm. He said he did say that. Like, because I rewinded it, you know. He said, "No, I've actually left it alone. I've left. I'm more concentrated the defensive aspects. I've not really. I've left the boys to do what they were doing before. Something like that." Wrong straight again, yeah. Brendan. Yeah, we fad, we fad, we fad, was funny when he, when he said Celtic have won the league. That was really funny. <laughs> Let him being the only grown up in the room was really funny as well. I thought that was great. I, I don't know if anybody else noticed this in the game. Sorry, get back a wee bit. But see when Lagabelka was putting, going out to the wing with the ball and then putting it cross field, high ball to Maida. I was like, what, where? He done it a couple of times, and I was like, where is that tactic coming from? Moving to the right, if the ball wasn't passing across the back scales, he moved to the right. Johnson obviously went up the wing. Instead of putting it up the wing, he was putting it cross field to Maida. And I was like, what are we doing? It's just, you're as well just punting it up the middle and trying to ask if Kyogo can out jump fucking Golden. You know what I mean? So, is that a tactic if you're in doubt, just lob it into the corner? I don't I know. But listen, move on. Who cares? Move on. I thought Maida played well. I like Maida. He was all right. I just thought he played he got stuck I like him just getting stuck in you he did I mean? get stuck in to be fair that, he did. and for all the Rangers fans don't complain about their like that push on Kyogo like I seen it I was like what are they doing like what, why just because a wee guy just gets shoved about and that's Butland doing it he's been told he can do it funny things for me is Cantwell's blue ribbon I mean come on Ranger, Rangers Tifo like I was thinking about it the other day that I was driving to work I'm like if you gave me like a thousand things as a Rangers Tifo, like you could cook me like a thousand better things, not to have like one day son, you'll be whatever. Like, he doesn't even remember him. And you know then that the Celtic fans are going to take the mickey out of it. Why would you put yourself out there? Is that is that technically a Tifo? Wasn't that just like a big bed sheet that they'd drawn on? I thought a Tifo was when everyone had one thing and you lifted it up. Okay. Anyway, I'm being a pedant there. For uh, me, somebody just dobbed something on a on a bed sheet. That was that was the way I saw it. Uh, the boo, I mean, even the booze at the end, like that. Your man is booing until <laughs> get the fuck, get the fuck. Then he turns it to be an international celebrity now. I mean, I wonder what he thinks about it. I wonder if he's like a normal person. Well, you know, I mean, as normal as it, like holds down a job. And the next day, he's like a he's a gif. Man, would you like that? You're telling. You're telling uh, John Brown to or John Brown to go. Could you imagine you being a gif? Can you imagine that, Marlon? <laughs> well, so, do you know what I loved? Do you, do you know what I loved when you think about it? Like 
they I saw a picture of them fighting amongst themselves. <laughs> 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 so there's a bit of violence at the game. There's no away supporters. And then Ian Crocker just sort of nonchalantly said, oh, and we'll just stop play because there's an item thrown in the pitch. <laughs> we just move on. You know, it's like somebody throwing <laughs> something at Joe Hart again. <laughs> it's, it's just brilliant. You know, it's absolutely, they are so funny. You know, they just make me laugh so much. Um, and then, you know, you touched upon it at the very start. I mean, you're seeing some of the rants on uh, Fall Fall, blaming the Pope for visiting in the early 80s. I mean, you just some of the excuses that have been turned out are absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, I've got to love it. No, but the follow follow actually wasn't as good because it was just it was all the same stuff. Be out, be out, be out. I mean, it was just like it's just the same stuff. They weren't even arguing. Like they just want that guy. And Endo, you're right to point out that Celtic are going to lose points. But if Rangers were to actually make a decision right now and change their manager. I mean, look, I mean, even Derek McInnes would get you out those players better than, you know what I mean? They would, a bit more realistic manager management team. Aye. Right. I think, do think, that, I think though, this is like a good example of how fickle football fans are because last <laughs> Saturday we had Celtic fans booing for a draw yeah. in our third league match of the season. We had the same at the end of the match, people giving it GTF as the players walked around the pitch and you had people saying Rogers should just go now uh, while there's still time to, to save the season uh, and then that that you know shows the magnitude of beating Rangers but also just shows the general short-sightedness and short memories of football fans because it's only a week later um, the mood's changed but you know just people being unreasonable a week ago at Celtic Park, booing and going mental and leaving at half time and then people saying Roger should should just go and never have come back or um, are we overreacting now with the victory? Um, We definitely still shouldn't have come back. I'll I'll just keep saying that until (laughs) the day is done. Here the thing is done. The thing is, is, last week we seen a Deep collection of individuals play football. This week we've seen a Glasgow Celtic team go to Ibrox and make us proud. There's a different dynamic, isn't it? That we we won our battles, we did exactly what we had to do, we silenced the crowd. We got yeah, but you know, that's no, true. But then on the on the other hand, we're also saying they were terrible and had no quality. Um, you know, so oh. it's a good it's a good outcome from bragging point of view and. Oh. You know, being able to go out and work on Monday and loving life, but actually from progress on the pitch and stuff, um, you know, we kind of are we forgetting the previous four games or, or forgetting yeah. that you know people wanted Rogers out or you know it's just no, I'm just kind of no. highlighting the, the fickleness <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah. Correct, and you're right in what you say, Tendo. It's like everybody's now on a high because we beat because we beat Rangers and any Celtic team that beat Rangers at Ibrox they're heroes you know what I mean Brian, Brian mm. O'Neill's last minute goal at Ibrox still, and I don't think he's ever bought a pint in his life since all they kind of ones you know what I mean um, any Celtic team that does that no matter what the result was the week before um, they'll always they'll be lauded for it you know what I mean so the de- definitely people won't forget they'll forget it this couple of days but then they'll remember what's happened and then if something happens again next week and it's a draw my god there'll be a, a crash back to earth you know 
Oh, I mean, there's definitely. I mean, there's de- if you're watching the PSV game and you're trying to look at the PSV game or the European games that we're playing, you're thinking, where where are we? Where are we? At? Could be because that was a Champions League. That, that was no, but that was a lovely conflicting thing about Rangers will not meet a better team than PSV this season. That that was the thing. I was like, we're you going to meet Celtic. Well, oh, Celtic be as good as PSV, but we'll see against Feyenoord. We'll see against Lazio. You know what I mean? But the fact of the matter is that we we are. I just want to see where we are at Europe. But at the moment, Hendo, the Celtic team did what they had to do, given all the scenarios out there, uh, and that gives us something. Two weeks now of, and then the, like the, although I made the point badly last week, he didn't put in the players. He didn't throw Bernardo in. He didn't throw. You know, I mean, he kept. The sort of team that we've been playing, and he played them. I mean, it was strange that Phillips was injured. I couldn't believe that. I was like, wait, what? We bought a guy in, and he was injured, or not fit to play that Phillips. So I, I think it's just one of these ones. Yeah, we just enjoy, and then the Champions League, we're still behind the couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, look in terms of <laughs> t- in terms of taking the positives from it, and you know, like yeah, you want to keep it balanced, but it did. It did feel like the first coherent performance that we put in really since he's been back, and I, you know, you do start to think, well, if we can be as disciplined and obviously Stop European it. teams like Feyenoord are going to come out and you know they're going to give us chances. If you know we can almost use that as a template to go and and play in Europe, then you know it might, it might be interesting. It certainly it's going to be different. Will it be more effective? Obviously, hope so. So. You know, there were there were good that that's it's more like a sign of progress that I saw and a bit yeah. of potential rather than well, you know, I wouldn't have booed the team last week, but I'm also not gonna laud them as the best thing since sliced bread this week. So yeah, I think but that, that was enough. For getting into Europe, we've kept a clean sheet and Sunday with makeshift defence. So that's a real mm-hmm. positive that we've been able to do that. Um, and then, you know, Champions League last year, Kyogo wasn't really on form. You know, if he's scoring goals that he did there on Sunday, um, you know, no defense. You know, the, the teams we're up against, they will not want to play against Kyogo if he's on fire. You know, he's, he's such a good footballer, um, and if he's only going to get a couple of chances, which he's only going to get in Europe, really, he's not going to get seven or eight chances, is he? Unless we play amazing, and he's going to take them. That's what we need to, you know, get more than two points, whatever it was last season. So for me, that I said that's the two big positives. A clean sheet and Kyogo on fire. Um, you know, maybe third one if Cal McGregor, if that's him had a couple of bad games and he's back to being the usual McGregor again. You know, that that's what we need to sort of um get get a, you know, hope for a couple of wins this <laughs> Europe and not get absolutely uh, you know, we were thinking about it last week we were pretty much want to watch the Champions League from behind the couch, but yeah, it's, and you never take a win at Ibrox for granted, do you? As Dan says, it's that's why you've got to be positive and you've got to enjoy it. I mean, Hendo, even just just the fact that uh, we bury the cheerleader, we bury cheerleader video existing in this world just makes me happy. Like Barry, we bury <laughs> Ferguson. I know Dan's gonna Dan's gonna support him, but that just like I'm not a cheerleader. It's just the best thing in the world. Like if I'm not feeling good at myself, I'm just gonna watch that video again, again, again. He's just like he's really I think he actually asked the question, how am I a cheerleader? <laughs> how, how am I a cheerleader? 
But yeah, I mean, like uh, Chris Boy's that cheerleader just now. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. They're definitely. I think if they change their manager, the best thing that could happen to us is if they don't change their manager. Because I don't I mean like Hendo's Hendo's right as always, near enough. The fact of the matter is just one game. We've got about two weeks now, and uh, yeah, but like Burnaby, did you see Burnaby at the end of the game, not even running back. I'm balling. You know? <laughs> see, I just subbed him. If I'd been the Celtic manager, he hadn't ran back and made more subs. I'd have subbed him just just for being a clown. But uh, that's a balance the way as well. That's good business for us and. I like Celtic buying a, a Portuguese midfield player. It seems to be in the same sort of mould as Jota in terms of his career's kind of went a bit sideways. So I wonder if this player is going to be the business. I like I like seeing Celtic new midfield players. I think Holmes doing really well. Bo's back as well. I thought Yang just a wee bit more composure because he done he done he done everything he was supposed to do, and then muddled himself up. And that like. Yeah, Kyogo, I just he just fills me with joy. I'm just so happy, and um, I, I, yeah, I don't know, like, but yeah, let's let's see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Do we have tons of players in international duty? Do we have that? Or? I think we do. Ah, so, only Mikaeker's in the Scotland team, isn't he? So we only get one yeah, in Scotland. God, man, give us Kyogo and Maeda are in are in the Japan. I presume Alistair Johnson's in the. Canada one be great if he just pulled out, but I don't, I don't seem like that kind of guy. Um, but yeah, I like so Japan, Canada. I suppose Carter Vickers is out anyway, so maybe no, maybe we'd be okay. And the full defence on there anyway. Yeah, yeah. Apart from Johnson, maybe. I think I think Dan, the, the point about defence isn't. I know we keep saying that we'll never see this defence again, but there could be a chance that we do because I don't think we're going to have all the bits and pieces. This year, we're, not, we're not, probably not going to see a Starfield Carter Vickers partnership because there's just there's so many injuries. I think Carter Vickers might take a bit more time to come back. Uh, so I, I think we're going to see fluctuations at the back, and so Skills might get more games. Walsh might Welsh might get more games as well. So I don't think Celtic fans are going to be happy that we have that sort of consistency. I don't think it's going to happen this year because like we'll get seven defenders. That depends. Like I don't even know when how long Phillips is out for. Um or uh Naroki, the Polish lad, I don't know how long exactly he's out for either. So uh, it could be chop and change a hell of a lot, as you say, depending on who's coming back. We all thought Cara Vickers was back and he's injured the game as well, so who knows? It's a guessing game. And that's where you need your heart and stuff like that, but yeah. So the dog's back, Martin. Are you gonna Martin Kane, you, you want to have your van we've got two minutes, you can have your van about Scotland squad then go on. Go on, give us your Oh no, it's just, it's just, I think, um, it's quite frustrating when we've only got one Celtic player in the Scotland team. You know, I, quite, quite, I always think it's, um, it's a good sign of how well we're doing as a team. We've got more Scottish players. Um, as a sort of barometer of success. And I, it was one of, the, one of the interviews I do remember, Rogers, talking about his first stint with us when he was saying, you know, it's important to have the spine of your team to have, you know, it's a bit of a Mourinho sort of style, isn't it? Um, you're the spine of your team to be homegrown players. Um, and it's just quite a sad sort of... It's probably, the, I'd say, the best Scotland team we've seen in a long time at the moment. And there's only one Celtic player in it. And if you look at the squad for Sunday, would it only be, maybe forgetting somebody, Ralston, don't know if he'd get in at the now, 
Turnbull, I don't think we'd be anywhere near it. Although Ryan Jack's in it right enough. Um, so Taylor that, that's well. Taylor. Taylor, yeah. So that's yeah. But we've got about a million left backs, haven't we? So uh, I don't know how far down the pecking order he comes. Um, so yeah, it's just it, just for me, it's just quite. It was the only thing when I saw the Scotland squad and realised we only had one player in. I went, oh, that's quite disappointing to see. That was all. Yeah, but I mean, I would I would just say that it's kind of changed now, isn't it? Like all we see ourselves, all the decent young players do get coached by England. I mean, mm. we've spoken about that Ben Dog. He ends up down at Liverpool rather than sticking around at Celtic. We, you know, you can probably make the argument that we don't give them enough of an opportunity, which I I would agree with. But on the flip side, I think all the real cream of the crop end up getting getting nicked away now. So. Maybe think it's just not going to be the way. It's just not going to be the way of it anymore. And we don't really tend to buy that many Scottish players. Like Turnbull and Taylor are, you know, they're the last two really I can remember. I was no other real. All the again, all the other kind of decent Scottish players seem to go down to England. You know, like Porteous went to Watford. I'm not saying he was, you know, but I mean maybe in the past we would have. Like we did with Gary Caldwell, we would have bought a Porteous or something, but that just doesn't seem to be our model anymore. So, yeah, it is disappointing, but I also think it's kind of football's changed a little bit. We never used to have a lot of people in the Scotland squad, and I think there was just that time where we had Tierney and we had Gordon Ingalls and we had Armstrong and we had, you know, we had quite a lot of Scottish players that were playing really well in the Celtic team um, and were getting their game with Scotland. Do you know what I mean? I think it was just that period that we had um, but that's obviously gone now and as Sam McGregor is like I don't know how you can you can't obviously Andy Robertson's the captain playing left back so Greg Taylor's not going to get a look in is he um, McGregor obviously gets his game even though some people say he doesn't play well for Scotland I think he does uh, he has, uh, he's quieter than he has than playing Maselic definitely but he's, he still does a job in which Stevie Clark pointed out um, when we beat Spain I think he, he singled McGregor out for playing such a good game you know what I mean but yeah no we, we definitely don't have enough players as you were saying but there was that period we just had so many players in our squad that were good Scotland internationals and then I think everybody just includes Andy Robertson and John McGinn as, in the select team anyway <laughs> so <laughs> plenty well, in there well, it just makes thing. it more enjoyable watching Scotland I think doesn't definitely. it definitely a few Celtic players playing and yeah, it's, it just got me thinking. It just that I was, you know, just couldn't really think the last time we had one player in the squad. But it, it's the two points, isn't it? Bringing through your own, which I think we all agree would be great to see more. But that's not a quick fix. So I wonder if that is something Rodgers in his big grand plan that he's not really revealing to anyone uh, that he's going to work on. We'll see. Um, and then another thing is whether or not we ever do buy players. Because I, I must admit, I thought, I remember when Hickey went abroad. And I don't know if there was ever any serious transfer, sort of gossip or rumours was buying him. But I remember like having a browse through Twitter and a lot of Celtic fans were saying, oh, he's not good enough, he's not good enough. And, you know, he seems to be doing well. And he's played for Scotland. His first couple of games for Scotland, he was a bit ropey, but he was getting played at right back. But, um, you know, I think he's doing, when I've watched Match of Day and stuff, he always seems to be doing okay. So you wonder if we should maybe be taking a few more punts on young Scottish guys. Who knows? Here's, here's a quick. I, I don't know the answer to this question, but this is my last one. Hey, David Moyes bought a Scottish player in transfer window mm. and rolling them back out. It was a guy who was playing for Hibs or Hearts, and he went for a went and played in 
like Austria or whatever. Mm. Or West Ham have picked him up. That's mental. Like Celtic spent a lot of money on him as well. Celtic would usually be all over that sort of stuff, but yeah. I think maybe the, it's the McGinn transfer that just burst us, didn't it? It's the McGinn transfer. Like, we'll give you four million and five pence. No. Oh, that's still... Anyway, I don't really like John McGinn so much. <laughs> so, that's us. And we never argued again. That's another podcast. We're not arguing. You want me to... I'm not biting on your Rodgers. I didn't ask for Rodgers to go. And I did predict the Celtic 1-3-1. So, I'm pretty happy with myself. I mean. Well, well, kudos well. to you, Paul. Kudos to you. You were the most very, positive. I was a very positive. And, uh, but I, I, I am taking the pinch of salt that Hendo's thrown at me because I think it's definitely still going to be a roller coaster. But I'm looking forward now to see the new players. And uh, I just love Celtic beating Rangers. I just, can't, I just love, I love all the stuff after it. I just love the comedy. The international breaks giving us a wee gap as well to get the injured players oh, up to speed a wee bit. So I sat there, heart and hand dropped last night. I just sat there on the couch, fell asleep listening to David Edgar crying about Michael Beale. I just thought this is amazing. I love this. I love the world I live in just now. So yeah, thanks guys for that. Thank you everybody for listening. You can get us on Spotify and Apple and all sorts of different medias. And yeah, thanks Mikey Dow for making an effort tonight. Where are you just now? You're in your on your your balcony? No, but I'm just outside my um, patio. Can you call it a patio? Can you call it a patio? Um, just uh, nice weather. That's what it is. It's out the back of my living room. Oh, okay. I'll call it a patio. I just call it a patio. My yeah. outside dining area. <laughs> my, or- my orangery. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, your orangey. But, uh, Dan Devaney, thank you very much for that. Uh, I was in the Irish Sea the weekend, Dan. I was in the Irish Sea, videoed. Good man, I was in there tonight before the podcast. Had to oh, be yeah. done. Yes. Nice. I was playing tennis, so I didn't get to go. And uh, Martin Kane, well done. You enjoying your studio? Maybe you'll go in the sea in Brighton and you'll get a chance to go. Uh, yeah. I was I was down Brighton yesterday, but I um, did not get in the sea. It was very tempting. It was uh, hot enough to pop in, but... Oh, all good. Oh, and just, uh, I think we asked in the last podcast, Morelos has finally found a club. So if anyone's been wondering, and it's also us, so one of the, I mean, everything in Twitter has been hilarious in the past few days, but <laughs> he signed for Santos and somebody's calling him instead of Pelly, Belly. <laughs> Which I thought was... He wrote like a letter. He wrote, he wrote a letter to Rangers saying how much he missed them and all that. It was kind of nice. A lot of the fans were saying that the weekend they wanted him back just because he'd finish, he'd score goals. They don't care how big he was or what he was doing. Like, they just wanted him to play because he knew where the net was. We all miss him. We all do, I miss. <laughs> Angel, your last comment. You can have the last comment of the night. Happy out. All good, all good did you, here. Did you buy the white strip? Did you buy the white, did you buy the white strip? I've not bought a strip for years. It's too expensive. Oh, this looks nice, doesn't it? Christmas present. Well, fantastic, guys. Well, maybe I'll try. I'm going to try and change the name of the podcast, and uh, maybe maybe we'll speak next week to talk about McGregor's Scottish football. Oh, fantastic! I'm busy Thanks. next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Buying fibre strips. That, yeah. that, the thing is, but like, I never realised that you've got to play more than three games to, to get to be fully Irish. So your your man, uh, Evan Ferguson. Oh, 
Surely not. Well, it's just, it was weird because I listened to the Guardian podcast and they're like, yeah, no, actually it's three games and Barry was saying, oh, surely that's not going to happen. They were laughing that he's on a WhatsApp group with Declan Rice and uh, uh, Grealish. And then Irish Radio was like, we've got breaking news, breaking news. I'm like, what is that? I was like, oh, something's happened here. They were really news talk. They're like, yeah, he's not playing. He's got an injury. And you're like, ooh. He's like, no way, like, but he's an Irishman, you know. Grealish is English, mm. Rice is English. Like, Evan Ferguson's for me, like, born and bred, pure Irish. You know, there's no way he's changing, not a hope in hell. Yeah, there's no way Morris Johnson's signing for Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> no way Brendan Rogers would come back to. <laughs> or, 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 or there's no way Angie's going to leave us this summer. You said that about Kidal. <laughs> I've got that and they go away and just leave he's gone Champions League three minutes later <laughs> yeah, fact is we nearly get through the podcast without saying Posse Cockler I might cut that bit out I'll cut that bit out cut it out Mike thanks a lot guys you take care All right. cheers. cheers guys bye bye